Welcome to a muzzled chat. Now, I got a special caller today. I'm very grateful because so many folks that have struggled with Lyme really are unable due to everything they're faced with, with just all the symptoms and struggles like to step forward and let their voices be heard. So it's really exciting that Wendy here is not only brave enough, but she's also had a long but successful healing journey. And I'm so excited. She's championing this disease, bringing awareness, traveling. She's just advocating on behalf of so many that are stuck in that state, even even speaking out on like my behalf because I'm still in the midst of it. So without further ado, I welcome Wendy to a muzzle chat. How you doing this Eve? I'm doing wonderful. I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you and connecting with this invisible community because there's so many of us and you know I, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to be here speaking I was I was bedridden six years ago from an oh undiagnosed infection that went back 10 years wow so you got diagnosed 10 years ago I got diagnosed officially in 2018 okay and um through the eyelids, the the doctor that I saw ran the CD57, and that can track how long your body's been producing antibodies, and that went back over ten years. Oh so, my yeah. Now you mentioned you're in Pennsylvania. I am in Pennsylvania, and okay. I. It's so many people don't realize that we are the number one state. I think it's seven or eight years running of diagnosed diagnosed we're not counting undiagnosed but diagnosed Lyme okay uh, in the country so wow that hits a little close to home with me and it's something you're you you're not unaware of that in fact as a kid um my family we grew up on the east coast and we had a few different properties in Pennsylvania and that from my recollection or recollection is see look at me I Words, I struggle. I just struggle. So if anything, listeners, pay attention. I'm still in the midst. I want to have Wendy do the majority of the talking here because um, to to hear, you know, for someone to speak on more so the other side of things. But anyway, long story short, as I can recall, the most encounters I in fact had with ticks was on um, this acreage we had that backed up to the woods and we were constantly playing in the woods as kids. And it basically became a daily ritual where we were picking ticks off of each other. And it's wild that I went over 30 years in my life with the, these issues, nothing too serious until things went chron- uh, chronic you know, five or so years ago. And then that finally led to a positive diagnosis like around four years ago. So I believe you, Wendy, that, uh, you know, it, it, it's a threatening area, but also it's weird how doctors are trying to not accredit it in other States as well. 
as though they're not going to travel on animals and through people and things of that nature and still live and thrive in other climates, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, when I was trying to get diagnosed, I mean, I fought for five years with, with my, my doctor okay. and, you know, I take my dog to the vet and there's signs everywhere that says four out of five dogs in, in where I'm at now in Beaver County have Lyme disease. I'm like, hmm. You know, my dog gets a test, and in two minutes, they're like, uh, your dog has Lyme. I'm like, why can't that happen to me? Yeah, <laughs> if my dog wow. has it, and the fleas could have it, and I get bit by a flea, isn't that a vector-borne illness? So, right. you know, there's a there's a lot of things, unfortunately, that are not consistent in the in the medical world with, with treatment. Wow. So you have such an incredible journey. I just want some of the listeners to actually understand like this changed the whole trajectory of your life. And now are you pretty much full-time championing this narrative and trying to bring the proper credibility to this horrific disease slash debatable bioweapon? Absolutely. Um, Wow. I, by trade, I'm a professional photographer. Okay. And I'm sure along the way that's where I got, um, I never got a rash. Now, I do remember having a rash as a child, but I had a swimming pool and they said it was ringworm. So, you know, looking back and through my education now, I kind of wonder, you know, was it something I had as a child? I I remember having these health issues that didn't make sense, you know, when I was in fourth grade. So Mm. that's still to be determined. But um, I, uh, a professional photographer, I worked for the, one of the largest portrait companies in the United States as a district manager. And then, um, the company kind of made some changes and closed and um i you know i had um still had my equipment i still had you know i i'm a photographer that's that's you know all i all i knew um so i started a company called clicks for a cause where i helped nonprofits in the pittsburgh and uh, eastern ohio mm. raise money through photography whether that was we would photograph families and donate the sessions or we would go photograph nonprofit events uh, just so they would have professional photography so mm. um I did that. I, I was doing uh, amazing work. We helped raise over twenty five thousand dollars for nonprofits, and oh, then wow. I um, I just started to uh, have insomnia. I started to have aches and pains. Um, I had a, I had a son, and I, I you know had a lot of health issues, unfortunately. So I never thought I would be able to be a mom. So mm. um, once I had my son, I started to have you know even more health problems you know I started to have a little bit of OCD which was weird for me and um you know my husband said I had pregnancy brain but you know as the years went on like three years later all the symptoms got I got really bad and my doctors just contributed it to being a new mom to being you know having a distressful life and you know I kind of got I mean gaslighting is not even the term I would use for Mm. for what I what I went through and what most women with Lyme disease go through. Um, and there came a day where I, I told my husband, I said, I, I, I don't want to hurt myself, but I, I just have these dark feelings or something going on. And, um, I had already went to a neurologist before with, you know, some severe headaches. And, um, you know, from that day, I just, I, I, I went, uh, into this dark place of, you know, nobody would believe me and nobody would listen. And I, but I knew that there was something going on in my body and I started to research Lyme disease. Um, I, you know, like you growing up in Pennsylvania, you know, there's ticks all over the place. Um, you know, never really thought about what diseases they may carry. 
Um, And uh, it took me five years, um, maybe close to six, to finally um, start getting my doctors to even test for Lyme disease. But I I didn't test enough. After all these symptoms and after kind of connecting the dots yourself, it still, wow. I, I don't know why Allie Hilfiger's story even just popped in mind where it's just like uh, these type of diseases, they don't they don't discriminate, you know, <laughs> on skin pigmentation or wealth or job title, anything. And even with the abundance of connection and finances, it still you really need to find a doctor that is Lyme literate more so than traditional Western medicine that um, they're just oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was told there's no way it's not possible. You didn't have a rash. You don't Mm. remember getting bit by a tick, you know, and um, it was just, it was a struggle. And I had a friend who went through the similar thing, but she um, saw a clinical nutritionist who dealt with mold and we moved into a home that we didn't realize had mold. Um, So I started treating the mold and Mm -hmm. then I finally through some, you know, different testing was, I tested positive for, for Lyme and mycoplasma pneumonia and Epstein-Barr and, you know, on and on and on. And um, I, I I remember sitting in the car and I just cried and I I was like, they were just leaving me to die. And um, at that point I couldn't photograph anymore. I had no creativity. I was bed bound. I I couldn't get out of bed. I I couldn't tell you my son's name. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was horrible is not even the, the right word for it, but, right. um, you know, but I knew that the only person that was going to advocate for myself was me. Wow. Um, so I started to learn everything I could about Lyme disease. I followed the national Institute of health. They had a vector born illness working group in 2017. And I was like, well, mm. what are they talking about? And why, why, why aren't they telling us what they're talking about. Um, so I started to follow the group and I started to follow the research and, um, that led me into a rabbit hole that we can, we could talk for hours about, um, you know, with Lyme disease and where it came from and why don't hold back punches here. We want to get to the bottom of it. As far as the research I've done, it's indisputable. Uh, Plum Island, biowarfare. Um, that's, that's my findings, you know, um, (laughs) but yeah yeah have you have you read that book bitten i have um i have not read the book Uh, i know all the cliff notes about the book um under my skin is a a beautiful documentary for anyone that's got family that doesn't understand the disease you know it's, it's a great place to start um you know and to know that there's doctors that uh you know were I guess we'll use the word persecuted. I mean, these doctors were, they lost their medical license for trying to talk about Lyme and, you know, the failed vaccine Limerex. I mean, it's, it's, it's been around, it's not new, but you know, people just seem to not want to talk about, uh, you know, Lyme disease or its origination or, you know, what it could be, or, you know, the, the CDC unfortunately changes all of the time. I mean, so after I started to heal, um, my son was, bitten by a tick but by then i knew the symptoms i knew that we didn't produce the antibodies i knew we had some genetic issues that we were never going to show positive on a test Mm. so in pennsylvania and i'm not sure about other states but this is something that research i'm trying to do as an advocate 
in Pennsylvania, you can take the tick and send it to East Stroudsburg University. Mm. They will test it for free. Oh, wow. They will tell you if the ticks have any disease, so therefore you know what you might be up against. See, that's a great call to action right there. Um, For folks that, whether they knew they got bitten or they just find a tick crawling on their body, and I don't care what state you're in, bag that sucker up, find out somewhere you can send it. And even if you end up paying for testing, that is what pretty much hands down one of the most accurate ways is to identifying whether or not that little bugger's carrying the spiral ketin and this this disease yes absolutely and the, we tested my son's tick and we had our yard treated but he went to the neighbors and brought one home it was mother's day i will never forget i, w- I was devastated because he was eight years old at the time uh, but we, we had the tick tested, and it only carried just the, the, the one. Now, hmm. they can carry 49-plus diseases. So, right. uh, But I'm, I'm in a state where it's so it's so studied with the ticks. And um, I even, I've, if I have them on my dog or my cat, I still send them in just for research purposes so they can hmm. see. And so far, you know, five out of six have been positive. Oh, my um, goodness. So we actually took my son to a specialist, and he had seven out of ten bands, but he never tested positive for Quest. But oh the MDL gosh. lab out of, uh, I believe, Maryland or New Jersey, uh, wow. you know, there, there's testing out there. And that's that's where I got into the advocacy because so many people, they're just told, no, you're, you're negative or, you know, just take this short term antibiotic. Right. But it's so much bigger than that. Um, right. And I had to fight for myself and I had to fight for my son. And now I fight for for other Lyme people and, and the majority of of the. I don't want to say worst cases, but the misdiagnosed cases are women. So that mm. um, is what I do now full time. Um, wow. I, I'm, I'm back into photography for the first time. Yeah. Um, last fall, I photographed a wedding. And if there's any photographers listening, you know, it's it's an eight hour day and then it's a 40 hour work week afterwards oh uh, with editing. But right. Uh, yeah, six years. I, I could not lift my camera or be creative six or you know, really commit. Wow. Yeah. So you personally, what were some of the greatest like struggles you had? So that's obviously huge. If you couldn't lift your camera for six years, physically unable, that's huge because so many people are unaware a is to the impact of this illness. And then after that, we could obviously dive into how it's truly epidemic levels, right? And and people are completely unaware of that and as to why that is. So for you, what were your greatest challenges throughout the years up to kind of finally having your breakthroughs? You know, it, it kind of went back and forth a little bit um, just with the treatment. And, and in the last Four years, I've had three different infections um, because, oh, wow. I mean, I live in the high-tech area. Um, so, you know, it was a lot of physical at first. It was arthritis. It was joint pain. It mm. settled into my body, you know, into chronic fatigue. Oh, and wow. as I started started the first treatment, physically, I could get a little bit better. But mentally, I struggled. Mm. And then I would get better mentally. I, you know, the, the brain fog is, I, I still stumble with words sometimes. So, you know, I, mm. I totally appreciate you acknowledging that that's, that's a struggle for you. It's sometimes oh, it's still a struggle for me. Yes. Um, 
you know, and, you know, I remember, uh, you know, putting things in the refrigerator that went in the cupboard or, you know, and then <laughs> I would say words that didn't make sense. And, you know, people around me, they didn't, they didn't notice it, but I would notice it. And, and I'm, I'm a straight A student. I'm a lifelong learner. So for me wow. to struggle with my words, it, it was really difficult. It, it was, it was really hard on me mentally to just feel that I, you know, I lost so much of myself. Wow. My heart goes out. Yeah, that resonates so profoundly. It was mere months ago that I was essentially bedridden. And one of my greatest challenges was, I mean, not just basic functions. I literally had a hard time putting my thoughts into words. I was, <laughs> it's like I could put a sentence together in my head, but then voicing it, it was just, it was a whole nother story. It's hard. It's hard to even explain, you know, and it becomes such a struggle because once again, like this illness, this disease, this bioweapon doesn't necessarily show on the outside. So when you're able to get on your feet and you seem to be functioning and that's why awareness is key for so many reasons, but like it, it just, it breaks my heart that those with this, cause I could relate end up having to be kind of their best advocate when they're that's a really sad advocate considering the state we and the impacts that it could have so a lot of to not have the outward support or understanding is it's a grave challenge and we must bring the awareness in and that's why i just want to tip my hat to you on what you're doing and then you know championing this narrative on this podcast um you're just a line warrior and i'm ever so grateful for what you're doing um yeah because it's interesting the for me how this impacted the lack of dopamine serotonin cortisol like uh it just seemed like there was no way out. So it it's it's no wonder as to how this feeds into depression. There's direct correlation with Lyme disease and suicide. And it it just it's it's devastating. Um now I believe it was the quiet, is that what not the silent or the quiet epidemic? Have you seen that film? I have not seen That's it yet, only one. because, okay. uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing so much with work. I'm in the middle right. of a house move and things. But, uh, you know, I think all of these uh, are, are great. I, I'm, right. I've been writing a book on my journey. And, and I think those of us that, that are on the other side that are putting these documentaries out and these books are out, right. they're so key because we feel alone. And I tell everybody, right. you don't get it until you get it. And yeah. then if you get it, you totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, my God. Like you're saying the same words, but it right. makes so much sense because, you know, we all just, I hate to say it, but like I disappeared from life for like six oh, years. And, right. You no, know, not because I wanted to. It's yeah. just that, you know, this disease and, you know, the three different infections that I had, they all presented differently. Mm -hmm. um, the last one was more neurological. I had tremors. Uh, my neurologist is like, we have no idea what's going on with you. Um, but, you know, it's. It's, you know, those of us that are on the other side, you know, we're, we're trying to, 
to bring awareness because most of us we look okay on the outside but there's right. this there is a war going on inside gosh dang yeah yeah that's the truth of it it's it's wild because um uh, i just went through for the first time a different iv treatment today and it's interesting because like parts of this iv treatment has it, it had felt pretty good, but then I can still tell there's a type of Herx reaction and I'm a little, I'm tripping up a little more on the, in this very conversation. It just, it's such a great challenge, but now that we covered some of, let's just say some, I mean, we just breezed over it as far as the actual impacts. This legit can folks be life-threatening. It's been directly connected to horrific illnesses that have led to deaths, such as cancers, all sorts, all sorts of illnesses. Over 300 illnesses Lyme has been attributed to. And we've kind of gone over some of the stats that even a local clinic here, Wendy, this is insane. There's a local cancer clinic that started onboarding Lyme protocols and after a while of onboarding line protocols, they saw in fact as to how it was impacting the body. And they started looking at their cancer patients like, hmm, I wonder how many of them might actually test positive for Lyme. So they started testing their cancer patients for Lyme. Over 74% of their cancer patients tested positive for Lyme. So there's obviously a connection because at the point your body has an invading disease or bioweapon that's essentially um, causing inflammation throughout the body, suppressing your immune system. It just goes without saying, takes no rocket scientist that you're now going to be susceptible to, you know, carcinogens that typically your immune system or body could fend off, right? So it just leads to all sorts of other things. But the quiet epidemic actually touched on as to how epidemic levels this actually is i believe it touched on in north america alone now around 500,000 americans each year are getting diagnosed with lyme disease that's more than breast cancer and hiv combined yeah. yet why is it this is the question i i'm like asking myself and and everyone like why why is it i myself had to be afflicted with this horrific disease to even understand even the basics of it and the actual threat it poses to each and every one of us you know like why is that so awareness and education is clearly lacking in our civilization and our education systems and with all the misdiagnosing like it's through awareness that we're going to up the testing the treatments the the financial assistance the protocols everything so Wow. Um, what were some of the treatments that led to your greatest like breakthroughs? I know that to, to the folks listening, that sounds like a very simple question, but there's a lot of co-infections involved. There's a lot of steps and layers and what helps one individual doesn't help necessarily help the other. So it's, it's very, it's tricky, but, um, just, what, I'm I'm curious, and I'm sure some of the listeners would love to know. Like, what do you personally feel mo was most beneficial for you in getting um, essentially quality of life back? You know, I had 
eight different protocols. Oh my goodness. Since the beginning. Eight. um, Wow. Doxy didn't work for me. Okay. Um, I started to look into genetics and have genetic testing, um, and learned that my liver does not, does not metabolize the medication and my body physically responded that way. I got worse with antibiotics. Holy Um, moly. Okay. So I found a functional nutritionist and food changed my life. Um, I would, you know, eliminated a lot of the bad and then started Mm. to add in good thing to really just boost up my body to, to be in a healing state. Um, and then so many alternative practices that aren't covered by the insurance. I mean, thankfully when my company closed, I got my retirement early, it's all gone, but you know, I, I can live Mm -hmm. now. So, um, Wow. Chiropractic care is huge. It helps your central nervous system. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yes, yes. Um, I I invested in an infrared sauna because my chiropractor had one, and I, I didn't sweat, and I didn't realize that when I wasn't sweating, I wasn't getting any of the toxins out, or even if I was killing the bacteria, it was just recirculating in my body. Okay. Um, so I invested in an infrared sauna myself. Do you, did um, you get the blanket or what style infrared sauna did you end up getting? Um, I got a two person sauna that way oh, know, wow. my son and, and my husband could use it. I got okay. a great deal on the internet with uh, 0% financing and it was the best thing no way. I, at 140 degrees for an hour, I finally could sweat to help really? my body. Cause you know, it, it takes, it, it does so much. Like you said, I mean, when your immune system goes down, you're prone to parasites. And if you have parasites, then you can have mineral deficiencies or if you have mm. heavy metals and you know, then you don't sweat and then your methylation, so even if you have the MTHFR, which most people are aware of, 40% of Americans do, hmm. you know, it, it changes your cycle in your body. But if you're just overloaded with all of this stuff, it's like, you know, I guess the best saying is the straw that broke the camel's back, right? So right. that lime comes in and then it's just this cascade of just everything takes over your body and your body's not in this healing state. Right. Um, but I, I did a lot with herbs. Um, I, got, I had I had wonderful functional nutrition doctors. Um, the second one I had, um, he had Lyme himself. Um, he had to quit college for for Lyme, and um, wow. so you know I've been on these different herbal treatments. Uh, I really focused a lot on my liver health. Once I, I actually. Um, I read the book Dirty Genes by Dr. Ben Lynch, and it changed my life. I actually am now a certified holistic health coach. I have training in functional nutrition as well as uh, genetics. So Mm. I really had to fine-tune because conventional medicine, it made me worse. Um, Antibiotics don't process in my body, but I learned what foods specifically I needed. I learned I needed more copper. I learned I needed... You know, I couldn't have oxalates. So the spinach and almonds were actually making me sicker mm. while I was trying to heal. So, um, did you, you know, go... herbs, there's a ton of herbs, mm-hmm. but food was been huge for me. Did you ever go extreme like carnivore or to that extent or just kind of your I... own elimination? So I, I did elimination diet at first, specifically for lowering histamines, specifically okay. getting rid of mold, you know, and just getting my body out of that inflammatory state. And then um, I went to paleo, which may be worse. Um, mm. But then once I did my genetics, you can learn so much. I mean, really? there's a company that called Gene Food. They'll tell you what to eat. So I'm more hunter-gatherer. So oh, I wow. eat some meat because I, I'm prone to anemia. But I can't have too much because I have 
predisposition to heart issues and a whole family history of heart issues. So I've not been specifically carnivore, but organ meats are really big for me because I do have iron and zinc issues. Mm. Um, So I I, I really have changed my my lifestyle. I mean, my lifestyle, my stress, my food. you know, I don't indulge in maybe a little bit of chocolate here or there, but, mm. um, you know, I had to learn how my body worked on a cellular and a genetic level just because, wow. you know, I felt like I was left to die and, you know, nobody wanted to listen to me. You know, I, I'm sure the listeners, if they've dealt with chronic illness, let alone Lyme, when you go to your doctor and they're like, your labs are normal and you're like, there's no way. Right. No right. way. There's no way there's normal. So I learned along the way that normal was not normal for me. And, you know, I, Heck, I had my first surgery when I was seven and surgeries in my 20s and then, you know, Mm. I crashed, you know, with Lyme disease. But, you know, if there's anything I could tell anybody is just listen to your body. Um, Mm. Your body will tell you if it doesn't like a food or if it's not feeling well. And, you know, sometimes we just have to slow down with life to just pay attention to those things. Yeah, there's a level of just kind of accepting where you're at, making the best of the moments, and it's so it's so much easier said than done. But giving yourself grace, you yes. know, with with where you're at, and just taking those small little steps, just to find out. And journal becomes kind of your best friend to where you can, especially when you're having the memory issues, and it just helps guide you to effectively like what starts working and and it's so wild it when when you're that ill it's there's almost a level dare i say like it has this impact you almost don't even care you don't even almost want to get better you 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 even start to think wow so much of this must be in my own head but it's so wild because when you get a breath of fresh air something starts breaking through as soon as that starts shifting, you look back at that other self and it just becomes clear. You, you, you don't need any scientist, uh, any doctor. You, it just hits you like a ton of bricks and you're like, wow, I can't believe how devastating that illness is and was because, you know, when you when you get a breath of fresh air and any type of like quality of life and health back like it just becomes clear like wow that just was so negatively impacting like that no no one can make that kind of stuff up it, you know it, it, you're right and you know and sometimes when I tell my story like people are like how and I'm like I don't right. know how I just I, I got through it and and you know, and what you said is that the word is grace because, right? You know, it's it's hard, and and you know, in these some of the groups, I had to leave for a while because it was people are so devastated in there. But I had to go back because I I had to be that positive to say, hey, look, you can get to the other side. Like I, I'm on the other side. Like wow. I don't care if your doctor's telling you you can't heal and you'll always be sick because that's not true. Like. Those of us that have had that taste or that are there, like, we need to champion to say, hey, look, we, we, we were left and we had to fend for ourselves, but we're going to pull you out because we got out. And, you know, and you're right, a half a million people. So it took me 10 years to get diagnosed. And at that point, it was 300,000. So what, over 3 million people were diagnosed before I got diagnosed? Like. Yeah. We shouldn't live in a country where that happens. We shouldn't live in a world where it's possible. Right. 
Yeah, that is true epidemic levels. And not to mention that, well, to mention, (laughs) clearly there's there's even uh, passing down, you know, from parentals to their offspring that isn't necessarily getting accounted for. There's, and it's not just being found through tick transmission. It's also being attributed to other biting insects such as mosquitoes. And that obviously is horrifying because that's just gonna, that poses such a greater threat now. It's just like, wow, it may not be if you deal with this in the future, it it more so might boil down to when, if in fact we don't change the trajectory of this sooner versus later. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And, you know, if four out of five dogs yeah. have, have Lyme and they wow. have fleas and you get bit by a flea, it's a, it's a vector-borne illness. There's a possibility. And, you know, right. and I believe that, you know, if your body's healthy enough, you, you, you may walk around and not have symptoms, just right. like some dogs may yes. not have symptoms. Yes. Like one of my dogs was bedridden with Lyme and one of my dogs was fine. And, right. you know, it, it's, and no, nobody wants to talk about it. And it's, and I'm fearful because my, my diagnosis went back before I had my son. Right. So I, I think, okay, well, my son was eight when he was finally diagnosed. Was it the new tick or did he always have it? But, yeah. you know, that's not something that I'm ever going to to know for sure but i can sure as heck advocate for him and and others and other women you know just to say hey look let's there's something that's there's some something has to give here and if it's me talking anywhere somebody will listen that's that's what i want to do right to your point i don't know what the healthy algorithm would be to structure for the society till things get under control. But for now, it might even be something along the lines of annual testing to ensure, or maybe it will be every five years or something along those lines to ensure. Because to your point, a healthy functioning, like, like you don't know how it's going to have the impact. And there's a slew of different co-infections. Um, like Lyme doesn't seem to be the same through any individual like what they're dealing with there's a whole bunch of co-infections so it's kind of situational in that regard as to how it's going to impact them but even the one best case scenario that has the immune system that isn't emitting you know symptoms like the reality like okay you may potentially be able to go through your life without being that gravely negative and negatively impacted but why roll the dice if there is effective testing? You could knock it out. Let's just say effectively and uh, affordably uh, to mitigate all the potential risk futuristically. Because more than likely, at the point you have it, at some point down the road, your stress is going to flare up. You're going to have other illnesses that flare up. You're going to bonk your head, and essentially, when your so even for those strong individuals that aren't emitting symptoms, this is kind of what happened to me where I didn't have devastating symptoms, but I had, I had impacts nonetheless. And it's changed the whole trajectory of my life before I even knew it was, I was being impacted by this. And I felt like the dummy. I felt like it. And and that's what's so wild. You know, I'm not sitting here trying to uh, play the violin. I'm just trying to, acknowledge how this can have grave 
impacts all along the way, but inevitably, you know, um, it could lead to greater things such as or other things such as cancer. And why even take that risk when you can essentially address the root of the issue when it's not ailing you? That is, in fact, the best time to address it where this individual could beat it, get it to that remissive state and live out a healthy life. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that you know, in the, in the Lyme support groups, you know, everyone's like, when am I going to get my old life back? I'm Mm. like, you're not, you don't want your old life back because somewhere along the way you were going to crash, you know, and and something was a catalyst to crash to it just over, over, just, it just took over. Right. Wow. So how could we help you, Wendy, in your mission? Um, you have, a web page, socials, what what all are you getting involved in that I I mean I would love to add links to this very episode. Um, we just barely scratched the surface. Love to have you back and do more uh, uh, deep dives, but would love to would love to support and plug. Um, obviously everything you're championing on your end. Yeah, on um, Instagram and okay. Facebook, um, Wendy Jean. Um, okay. I think it's Coach Wendy Jean since I am a certified health coach now. Um, oh, wow. I, uh, I'm i not on Twitter or X. I've been banned for four years because oh I God. talked about uh, the long-haul COVID symptoms and Lyme being so similar. And right. Fatigue, so I, I right. lost my voice there. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. Uh, and my, my company is called Clicks for a Cause. I, I did photography for nonprofits, but now the Clicks for a Cause is more looking into root cause and chronic illness. Um, but I actually, on March 1st from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, I, I have a free event for anyone that's going through Lyme disease where we kind of talk about uh, the basics of Lyme, some testing with Lyme, you know, how genetics can kind of play a role in that. Um, so I, I'm really trying to, you know, promote women's health. I, I get mm. shadow banned on Facebook too. So I'm, I'm trying to pull some things more onto my website. Um, but even if we look at Lyme disease, I don't know, I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but like 90% are women, oh you know, gosh. so there's, there's this added component of women's health. And I, I know some of that's the hormone issues, but, mm. um, yeah, on my website, uh, you know, there's lots of information on there. I am, um, Okay. would love to speak if there are people that have stories they want to share you mm. know i want to i want to share them as well um right. whether that's through social media or through some upcoming events but you know there there's power with with all of us so i, I yes. can't thank you enough i mean we connected mm. in the lime group and you know I, I sometimes in the lime groups we're not allowed to talk because yeah. you know i'm a, i'm a practitioner now and i'm like isn't it support isn't that what this is supposed to be about um, I'm but not no trying to, self-promoting. you know, I'll do it for free, you <laughs> right, know, yeah. I'm not trying to, wow. yeah. Yeah, that is kind of the, I, I, I don't know, counterproductive to the whole thing, whereas like it's this private group. So being private, I mean, it's wild though. One of those is a 44,000 and then others are near like 10,000 uh, and all these people and it's just uh, overwhelming for me to experience like there's undoubtedly very valuable data. I'm like within 
some basic communications. I was like, okay, the keys to all my issues are like right here, but it's so much information. It just was information overload. And I was just like, there has to be a more effective way. So it's not just private, but there was no legit way of like organizing and getting this out there and yeah, promoting like, or, or, or communicating what really was working for individuals. And a lot of people have put in the time on a web page or on a profile or in a podcast or something that could, could be astronomically positive to the momentum, the movement exposure, but you can't really share that in there. So yeah, that's, there's definitely, uh, some folly, so I appreciate you reaching out and being vulnerable and being the warrior woman you are to sharing your the information you've come to find out your personal story. Um, we just need more and more of that. I would love to have you back on and, you know, really, I, I know we just kind of, we just dove right in and I love that about you just being spontaneous and not not holding back because the reality of the situation is you could breathe life and hope into someone else out there and that is so important and we could get more organized and like you were saying like build this community and momentum and so anyone anyone struggling with this or wants to know more I would I would say hey go we're, look at the links below. We're going to add Wendy's like IG, Facebook, website, whatever she's willing to share. We'll add it in this episode. Support her, support her cause. Do you have like uh, fund funding or fundraisers or anything with what you're trying to do? Or At the moment, it's out of the kindness of my heart. Wow. Uh, but I do have paying clients for coaching, so that frees some stuff up. Okay. And I'm actually taking what was my photography company now that I'm able to do it again. Cause I had, I had a really good team okay. um, that worked with me. I'm actually in the process of switching that to a nonprofit. Okay. Uh, and then I'll do some of my advocacy work through the nonprofit. Uh, but I do free Lyme calls. I do a free 30 minute calls, a couple that I can each month just because I've been there and, and I needed someone to talk and I needed someone to help wow. me gather my thoughts. So I do offer that. And the, the last thing I would share is, PALime.org. It's the Pennsylvania Lime Resource Network. It's I'm an advocate for them. I'm a volunteer for them. Um, they because we are in the highest state. The amount of knowledge that they have on their website. You know, if anyone doesn't know where to go, I mean, the Lyme Disease Organization is great. Um, but PALime.org is is such a great resource for anybody. Wow. You know, any anywhere across the country. But okay. uh, because we're so in it, you know, they they have really great things on their site. Wow. Terrific. I, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited to get more content out like this. Um, I'm just a limited being. I want to screen this from the rooftops. I want, I want like solutions. I'm, I guess I'm an impatient man, right? I yeah. need to, I need to pump the brakes a little bit, but it's one of them things that uh, it, it's hard not to just want to scream it from the rooftops when you know, personally, how impacting, how scary, how life debilitating. Uh, it just takes out all the quality of life. And yeah. it's it's super sad. And what, any words of encouragement, Any anything for anyone really 
struggling as to like what really helped you through? Yeah, I will say that, you know, a lot of people talk about being positive and, and mindset. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, it, it is, it is, a, it is something that we don't think about. So, you know, there were days where I was angry. There are days where right. I was sad, but I, I had to pull myself out of that because once I learned what that was doing inside my body, mm. to my adrenals, to my cortisol, to my central nervous system, like I had to really grasp giving myself that grace and giving mm. myself time to heal and knowing that it's a process. But more importantly, knowing that I could heal. Like I was told by so many doctors, you know, here's some pain medicine, you know, go away. There's nothing wrong with you. You're never going to heal. But, you know, there's hope. There, There's so many of us. We, we call ourselves healed. They can tell you you can't cure it all day long, but I, I have a beautiful life right now. Mm. I, you know, I had a fundraiser event that I haven't seen women in 10 years since I got sick mm. and I got to go spend the day with them. And, you know, I get to talk to you and talk to other people. So, you know, just have that hope that it might take some time. And you may have a different path than I had or than what you have, but there is a path for you. Um, and that, you know, hold on to that, that to have that faith to know that you don't need the life you had because the life you had, you you know, Lyme's going to take you somewhere else. And, you know, if once you kind of change that mindset of it, that, you know, you're not, I don't want to say like, oh, woe is me. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you have to think, okay, I can do this. I'm going to do this and I'm going to come through stronger and then I'm going to advocate for others or maybe my children or other people in my family. And and the last thing I'll say is it doesn't matter if nobody believes you because Mm. you live in your body every day. You live with the symptoms every day. And, you know, that that was a very frustrating piece for me is that my doctors didn't understand and my own family didn't understand. And, you mm. know, there's no way you could still have it after 14 days because, you know, that's what the CDC says. But, you know, once I got past that, you know, it, it freed it freed me up inside. You know, I, mm. I, I'm like, I can do this, whether I got to do it on my own or not. And now, you know, people listen and they're like, OK, we get it. We, we, wow. we totally understand. And, you know. That's why I offer the free calls because if if someone just needs someone to listen because their family and their friends just don't Oof. don't whether they believe them or they don't understand it like those of us that have been in it you know if if we can help one person feel that you know tomorrow's the day that they're going to turn a corner then 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 my journey was worth it. Right. Wow. What beautiful words, Wendy. This just shows the heart you have and how on fire you are to genuinely show up to help others. I mean, you've been through the fire. You get it. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited. I'm thank you, Wendy. I'm so grateful for your time and your vulnerability and showing up in such a loving way. Anything we missed, I'm excited to get this uploaded and we could even take notes, right? And be excited for a future chat. So I'm just excited to be in touch. I I have a feeling uh, we'll have other great content. And any listeners that have questions and want to know more about Wendy, please just drop it in the comments. Um, Just really excited to, you know, just (laughs) bring more awareness to all this. So with that, any uh, burning desires or we... uh, I think we're pretty good right there, Wendy. 
Yeah, I, I think we could talk for days and I oh, think yeah. we could talk for years and I know right. we'll talk again and, and okay. thank you for, for doing what you're doing. I mean, to, to give a voice to, to so many is, is a powerful thing that you're doing. So thank you. I appreciate you. that. Well, it's no secret. Uh, it's like, I want to provide that voice for others that kind of we just didn't have, right? right. And yeah. just, and that, and that goes beyond Lyme disease, right? it's just it's only our futures it's only our lives like man i'm just excited so let me get this uploaded i'm really excited to hear your your thoughts thanks so much for joining us and uh yeah take care i look forward to our next conversation listeners thank you so much for joining bless you have a lovely day